22 this morning. Uh, before we go into that scripture, uh, we had the conference this week in Prescott, and uh, I was listening to some of the sermons as and where I could, uh, since, you know, to most, to a certain degree, uh, you can't really travel out, go much places and various things like that. And so I had the chance to sit down and listen to a number of different sermons and follow the conference. I listened to a sermon that was preached by uh, one of our pastors. Uh, he preached a sermon titled Jehovah Jireh. And I was incredibly inspired from that sermon because he began to draw a profound parallel uh, to the God who is able to go before us and how it is always associated to God being aware of all that happens that surrounds us, that in His sovereignty and in His providence, God is always a step ahead of us. And so this, this sermon reminded me and it, it, it just drew me to realization to reflect back on the times that God has again and again proven His faithfulness and God in His wisdom and foresight has caused us to survive I think the better word to use to thrive and flourish in all that we faced and gone through in life. And so in the uncertainties and in the unprecedented circumstances that life throws at us, it is comforting to know that God goes before us. Beloved, I say these, I say these words to you. It's not a cliché. But it is a factual truth this morning that God indeed goes before us. The Word of God serves us as reminder that nothing escapes God. That He is the God who knows it all and He is the God who is in control of it all. And I want to preach to you this morning and I want you to consider with me a sermon I've entitled, God Before Us. Out of Deuteronomy 31, verses 8. Uh, uh, sorry, we're going to go to Genesis in a moment, but I'm going to read three verses of Scripture, if you will allow me to. And as, as we read this, you can reflect on the screen, you can look at the screen as we go through them together. Deuteronomy 31, verses 8. And the Lord... He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Isaiah 45 verses 2, I will go before you and make the crooked place straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Exodus 13 verses 21, and the Lord went before them day by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. Now he is the God who prepares the way. The Bible reflects and gives us insight. He'll never leave us nor will he abandon us. He is the God who sees beyond what we can see. 
Now, as we read those three scriptures, they carry upon themselves an image of a father towards his children who sees the future. A father that will only desire what is best for his children. And I declare to you, if anything needs to be reiterated this morning, it is that God is a good father this morning. The element of trust is often the challenge for us. It is us knowing that God indeed goes before us in whatever the circumstances are, but the element of trust is always the challenge that we have to consciously choose to trust God at His Word, that the road ahead will always tempt us to forget that the circumstances in this, in this past year, COVID-19, the crisis, now we're seeing all kinds of, uh, um, we got flood in different parts of, floods in different parts of Malaysia, and all the dynamics of those who have lost their jobs, those who are struggling financially, those who are battling in their marriages, and in those moments of crisis, it is always easy to forget that God, has gone before us. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, the scripture tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Trust reduces self-reliance. I say that again, trust reduces self-reliance. God, how do I know that I'm trusting you when self-reliance have diminished or minimized? When you stop relying on yourself, on your own strength and your own ability, then the reality of trust has kicked in. As Solomon so aptly describes, Lean not on your own understanding. Past and present are proofs enough that God has gone before us time and time again. We look at the past, we look in the present, and we are reminded that God has been with us. And these are the reasons why we can trust Him with our future. So let's then talk out of Genesis 22 because God is seen as a faithful provider. I make a statement to you. Obedience engages God's provision. I begin to reflect on the story of the men with the talents in the book of Matthew 25. I was reminded of the story on how God, the master, he gave these stewards five, two, and one talent respectively. He provided his stewards. He instructed them to do something with what he had provided. And that serves as a reminder this morning that God always, beloved, ensures that he provides us with what is necessary. God is always faithful to provide. 
God is always faithful to give us what is needed to fulfill what He's called us to. And I challenge you as you begin to consider the story of the five, two, and one talent, that you will consider with me the story of Abraham this morning. In Genesis 22, verses 9 through 14, let's, let's go there in the Word of God. Genesis 22, 9 through 14. As we begin to read that, I want you to allow God to minister to your heart from these verses here. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. And since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me, then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram a caught in a ticket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. So our story narrates the faith of a man. A man who trusted God enough to obey. And the powerful correlation of his obedience with God's provision is evident in our text. This man's obedience brought God's provision. The link we find in this passage reveals that God provided because he was obedient. But I want, to, I want you to focus on with me when Abraham was at the altar. Now here he is before this altar that he had built. He had prepared this altar and he takes his son Isaac. He lays his son on that altar. And as he lays his son upon that altar, the Bible says an angel came and began to say, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. And as we observe that, we find that in advance, before Abraham had conducted his action, now understand with me, he journeyed from his home, went to Moriah, and God says, as you wait in Moriah, I will show you a mountain, a mountain that you will need to hike on, a mountain that you will take your son upon. And as God began to instruct him on this, he followed that, he journeyed with his son, he prepared the wood, he built an altar, and through his action, God worked in advance for this man. Way ahead. God saw. This, this man's action caused God's attention to be turned on him. God in advance had prepared. Here we find the powerful truth that Abraham's provision or obedience unlocked God's provision. Abraham's obedience unlocked God's provision. And I say 
to you as well, beloved, this morning. In connection to this passage, God has indeed gone before us. In our labors, in our faithfulness, in our obedience, it has always prompted God to make a way or to continue making a way for us. In other words, we can be rest assured that when we are laboring for God, when we are faithful to God, when we are obedient to God, when we are committed to God, when we are loyal to God, we can be rest assured this morning that God has already gone before us to provide that if Abraham refused to obey God, he would have never encountered that God who goes before him. And our obedience to God, I make a statement to you, our obedience to God is our best asset for our future. I say that again. Our obedience to God is our best asset for our future. God sees, God knows, Way ahead of all that we are going through. Beloved, before the pandemic even struck, God had already seen ahead in advance how he was going to help us. It doesn't catch God off guard. Just like Abraham, God had a plan. and He has prepared what we need before we get there. Whether it's one year, whether it's two years, whether it's three years, the Bible says the ram was caught in a ticket. God before us is an encouragement for us. And it simply means, beloved, that when God goes before us, number one, He prepares the way. What does it mean by God going before us? It means that He prepares the way. I declare to you, as you reflect and as you take a, 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 a good exam, examination upon your own life, how God has opened doors for us time and time again. I remember years ago uh, when Jeremy was about to start going to school uh, in year one, uh, we went to the school and we began to talk to them uh, concerning, you know, uh, 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 how we, we would like to enroll our son in the school and so on and so forth. And it came to the conversation about how, you know, uh, the fee structure and all of that. And one day we began to get a call from them and they said, okay, look, this is, this is what we will have you pay. Uh, we said, you know, is there any way that somehow there can be a lower uh, fee that you could offer us? And so they said, no, as of now, that is all we can do. That, that, that's the best we can offer. And so one day, my wife and I, as after we were praying, we were in church, and uh, we decided we're going to just uh, make our way down to the school. And we are going to pop in. And as we stepped in, the first person we saw was the principal of the school. 
and we begin to talk to her we told her the story we said listen uh, you you guys have reverted to us on this uh, but would it be possible for us to discuss further on this she said look you came at the right time the owner of the school is coming up in a few minutes she said why don't you sit down with the owner and you guys work it all out and we spoke to the owner the owner was a very uh, 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 generous or, or rather would I say a very a kind-hearted man uh, he began to say you know what pastor this is what we can do this is how much we can offer you and it was indeed the price that we were actually willing to pay God prepared the way God opened that door I mean way ahead of us going there how would we have known that the owner would come at that time how would we have known that this was all going to work out in the God prepared it in advance God prepared the path for Abraham and Isaac today we're so dependent on GPS God simply told Abraham in verses 1, God tested him and he said in verses 2, Take now your son, your only son Isaac whom you love, go to the land of Moriah. Just go to the land of Moriah. I mean, no specifics. It'll be like God telling us, go to Kuala Lumpur. Like, where God? Where in Kuala Lumpur? Pudu? Jalan Sultan Ismail? Jalan Tuanku Abdul Where God? Where exactly? Just go to Kuala Lumpur, I'll tell you. This took faith. This took courage by a man who barely knew God, but God prepared the way for him. And as he arrived, Moriah, God spoke to him right there. And God says, that's where I want you to go. That's the mountain I want you to climb. And God gave him precise direction because before he had gone, God had prepared the way. In Genesis 22, 3 to 4, so Abraham rose early in the morning, settled his donkey, took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son. He split the wood for burnt offering and rose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. God prepared the way. That is what it means that God goes before us. When God goes before us, He prepares it. He prepares the way. He prepares the journey. The path that we're on is God's will to lead us to the mountain that He's taking us to. And when we are obedient to His will, regardless of what happens on the journey, God can make a way where there's no way. Ultimately, when you're on that journey to His will, to do His will, to do what he's told us to do. And for some of us, it's the simple act of just being obedient. Whether with our finances, in tithes, in offerings, whether it's in witnessing, in talking to people that are around us, whether it's coming to church and being committed, whether it's praying every day, whether it's reading the Bible every day, whether it's keeping our hearts right in our business and in everything we do, it's an act of obedience. And when we obey, God prepares the way. The second thing that simply stood out to me is that God provides for the way. That is what it means when we say God before us. God provides for the way. 
And when we refer to this, I remember years ago, Pastor Adrian and Jasmine, when they went into Cambodia, when they were sent out, I believe in 2011, they stepped into the airport and right there, after being announced and they were uh, going to take the church, they were going to go there and labor as missionaries. In the airport, they met a person, they met someone who was from the immigration office, who began to catch conversation with them and began to say and ask them, got a little personal, asked them what were they doing here. They felt that it was God opening a door. They shared with them, we're here to uh, build a church, we're here to minister, we're here to preach the gospel. And this person began to say, look, I am from the immigration office and I'm going to help you. And long story short, because of this connection and because of this contact, which was genuine, it was set up by God. No, no, no uh, hanky-panky. God set this up. They were given one-year business visas every time they went back in. Every time the business visa would expire, they renew, they come back, they go back, and they get a renewal done. But God opened up that door for them. What I'm saying, beloved, is when God commences to do something, He provides the resources for the way. And the entire story of Abraham and Isaac is a profound reminder of God who provided. We know that as this man got up the mountain, he began to see the ram caught in the thicket as he was laying down that, that knife upon his son. And in abstract, beloved, these men, this man, both Abraham and his son made it to the top simply because God gave him the strength. God provided Abraham with the strength. God provided Abraham with the support. God provided him with guidance through the journey. How do you, I know that? Come on, church. Abraham was a, at least 120 years old. Yeah. Try climbing a mountain at that age. God had to help him. God had to provide him. And the Bible says, as he got to the foot of the mountain, the Bible says there were people that surrounded him who helped him, who were carrying his goods and all of that. God provided him. And this is also true for you and I. When we're going through that journey, there are people who God surrounds us with who are there to help us. God has prepared. God has indeed provided for us. We're not going to die. We're not going to lose our destiny with God because of COVID. If it's time for us to go, it's time for us to go. It doesn't escape the will of God. But God will always provide us with what we need. Whether it's strength, whether it's people, whether it's resources, whether it's help, God will always provide us with what we need to complete the journey. That is what it means by God going before us. Deuteronomy 29, 4 through 6, beloved. The Bible says, Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. I've led you 40 years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you. Your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am the Lord, your God. 
the children of Israel will testify of God's unfailing faithfulness. He remained faithful even in the desert seasons of life. He provided for them. So I challenge and I stir you this morning. By the Holy Spirit, I pray that you are reminded today that God is a faithful provider. The third thing that I feel and I begin to find in this passage is that God protects us on the way. You know, I was reading a story about a couple who met for lunch. And after they had met, uh, she, the wife had to go off for a dental appointment. And uh, they both went in separate cars. The husband drove off first. A few minutes later, the husband calls the wife up and says, Hey, um, I'm ahead of you on the road. I'm ahead of you. And are you headed down this road? She said, yeah, yeah, I'm just getting into the car. I'm going to be driving down that road. And, he, and he, began, he told his wife, he says, listen, don't come down this road. There's a massive car accident and you want to avoid this road at all costs. And so as she began to take uh, that advice, she got into her car and she begins to travel on a different road to her destination. And I begin to read that story and I begin to remind, be reminded that that's exactly what God does for us every time. God who has gone before us would actually tell us, speak to us, whether it's through a sermon, whether it's through His voice, whether it's through the Word of God, God will tell us, don't go down that path. Don't go down. God is trying to protect us. God is trying to safeguard us. And God oftentimes does exactly what this husband did to his wife. He began to instruct and give direction and says, you know what, I know what lies ahead. I know what's coming up. I know what you're going to see when you get there. It's going to delay you. I want to take you on a path that you can get to your destiny. You can get to the mountaintop. You can get to the place I'm leading you to if you just follow my instructions. I realize when God goes before us, He actually protects the way. Once again, the story is a narration of God protecting Isaac, isn't it? That as this father is about to take this knife, as he's about to lay it upon his son, the Bible says the angel cried out and he says, don't do it. Do not lay hands. You see, God was not only interested in Abraham, but he was keen even with Isaac. Can I say to you, beloved, God's not only interested in our faith, but he wants our children to experience that same faith that we've learned. It is a generational act of obedience that God protected Isaac, Abraham and Isaac in the journey to the unknown. God never revealed to Abraham in detail where he was going. Abraham simply obeyed and God simply protected. Genesis 35 Verses 5, and they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. God protected Jacob, the Bible says. 
that God protected them. They got rid of the idols. They got rid of the Baal worship. They removed the things that were displeasing to God. The Bible says they began to step out. They went against the common uh, 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 wave and they said, we're, we're going to serve God. We're going to live for God. And in this moment, God vindicated Abra sorry, Jacob and his home because of their act of obedience. There's protection. And in the crisis that we're dealing with, can I say to you, beloved, we will never know probably until the day we stand before God one day of all the things that God has indeed protected us from. That how many of us may have been close to someone with COVID maybe and God has protected us? That how many of us could have gotten sick and ill and God has protected us? And how many people could have come to a place of lack and poverty but God has protected us? And the key is because when you keep your eyes on God's will, God keeps His eyes on you. So let's close with this final thought. Because you and I can be encouraged this morning. That we are not on uncharted territory. I make it clear to you what seems unfamiliar to us is known to God. What seems unfamiliar to us is known to God. Genesis 22, verses 8. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Now Isaac knew something was amiss. It, it's, it's undeniable. This boy was about 30 years old when he followed his father up that mountain. To think that this man had no knowledge to think that this man probably had no understanding that his father had no lamb or no sheep or nothing with him, no goat, no sacrifice. The question in his mind is, who and what are we going to sacrifice? But the words of Abraham, the words of Abraham, son, God will provide. The words of this man describes to me a man who had faith in the God who called him. This man had faith in the God who instructed him. God began to respond. You've heard me say, why? Why couldn't God just have given him the lamb or the ram? At the foot of the hill. Why? Why God? Why, why couldn't you have just, you know, um, uh, pacify Isaac's curiosity? Why couldn't you have just caused the father and the son to go up with a lamb, carrying it together, laying it on the altar? Why did you wait at the last minute? Why did you wait until he was about to lay that knife on his son that you gave him a lamb? I think the answer is simply that God saw that would bring the greatest glory to Him. 
In other words, when God saw that Abraham was willing to lay his son on the altar, that he saw that Abraham was cautious with his words toward his son, he could have babbled, he could have negatively spewed the beans and say, yeah, this God, I don't even know what he's wanting. He, you know, he, he, you know, he gives me a son and he wants to take you. He could have blurted out with negativity. He could have blurted out with pessimism. But here we find a man who with wisdom didn't badmouth, didn't speak negatively, and God saw it fit that the intensity of this entire scene will completely reflect the God of the universe so powerfully when the ram was just there as he was letting the knife on his son. That God saw it fit that that is how Abraham will know me better if I show up in his life at the nick of time. And Abraham built an altar. And in verses 14, he said, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. What about us this morning? Does our faith give us confidence for our future? Can God challenge us to step into the unknown and the unfamiliar? Will our faith in God Will our faith in the God who has gone before us give us confidence to chart unfamiliar territories? You see, beloved, God will never challenge us to go places where He isn't present. God will never leave us nor forsake us. If you read the story of Abraham and Isaac, and I close right here, God was waiting for him on that mountain. Can I tell you right now, at this juncture of life, in the crisis we're going through, in the times that we're dealing with, in the turbulence that we are facing, in the turmoil and in the difficulties and in the hardship and in the struggles, in the COVID seasons that we are facing in life right now, can I tell you, before we stepped into 2021, God had already gone before us. Before we go into February, God had already gone before us. In fact, what are we talking about? Before we go into the month of June, God had already gone before us. Before we go into the month of December, God had already gone before us. He is way ahead of us, church. He has gone to prepare. He has gone to provide. He has gone to protect the journey so that we can reach that mountain that He's waiting for us for so we can meet with Him. Do you know Jehovah Jireh? Is He personal for you or to you? Is He personal? Have you met Him? Have you seen Him do what He did for Abraham? 
when he goes before us, we're not alone. Amen. We're not alone. When he goes before us, he fights for us. When he goes before us, he guides us. I look back in my own life, 2010, when I got married, we took the church a few months after that. In all that God has done, from the move when we left the whole house, moved to Subang Jaya, God began to show us a house that was in the budget at that time. And God began to reveal to us this was the home we had to stay in and we began to take a step of faith. We began to reside there for a while. And then moving forward, we went through another season, the birth of our children. And I can't go into all the details, but from Jeremy to Julia and all that has gone on in between with our jobs, by me taking a job, and I remember sharing last week opportunities that had opened up, but we said no because we wanted to be in God's house. We wanted to serve. We wanted to have the ability to serve God's people. The number of positions that my wife has turned down, the number of positions that I have had to turn down, we both made those decisions so that we can be a blessing to the people in the church. We could serve in this ministry. The number of times that God has miraculously provided for us when we never had the resources, neither did we know where it would come from. As I reflect back just from 2010 to 2021 today, I don't have all the time to go into details. But I can tell you one thing that's certain. God has always prepared. God has always provided. And God has always protected. And that's what it means that God goes before us. I want you to bow your heads with me.